0: Welcome to the Girl on Top, Shalin XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shalin Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Welcome back, Shalligators. This week, we are going to be talking about feedback, criticism, tough love, whatever cutesy name you want to give to the quote-unquote advice you might be hearing from people in your life. We're going to talk to a shalligator who's been given some, uh, yeah, alleged tough love by her best friend, and she's really struggling to process it. And look, summer is here. A lot of you guys have been graduating, and yes, we are going to do a grad week series on YouTube, maybe even some podcast episodes for that. Feedback is something that you're probably getting a lot of right now. And it might be like, ooh, this is like post-grad advice. Hopefully nobody is giving you that stupid Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the places you'll go. Is this supposed to be helpful? Is this supposed to be helpful? It is not helpful, but I digress. No matter where you are, whether you are just embarking in your career, maybe you're thinking about having a child, maybe you're not thinking about having a child, maybe you're just living your life, trying to find true love or a career that works, or just not doing any one of those things. Just keep on keeping on. And people come at you with feedback. How do you know what to accept and what to reject? And how can you process it in a better way? I'm going to break it all down, but before we do, (gasps) who wants to come with me to Paris? Yes, shalligators, we are going to Paris on our new shalligator getaway next April. It's a ways away, but that gives us, you know, some time to get ready. And, you know, I'm always curious about how long in advance you guys plan trips. I'm kind of a last minute trip planner and a traveler, but have a schedule that allows for that so I think hopefully this is going to give everybody enough time to sort out their schedule and come with us we've already the trip is already half full I think so if you want to click the link down in the show notes you can join it's going to be so fun we're going to Paris Versailles and Champagne which is actually a actual region in France in case you're not familiar we're going to taste we're going to learn we're going to eat pastries and we're going to have a ton of sisterhood and bonding it's going to be fantastic okay let's get in to our question of the day. This comes from a shalligator named Franny. Love the name. Opening up is really difficult for me, but when I did recently with my best friend um, talking about a health issue, she said, actually, I can do all the things that I think I'm actually limited in. Moving to the city, finding a job, stuff like that. She said, look at all of the opportunities you've missed out on this year due to fear. And I felt, and still feel really defensive. I just wanted to vent, you know, for someone to listen. I wasn't looking for advice. And the way she said it was honestly really harsh, like tough love. And now I feel super resentful. Okay. Yes, there's truth to what she said, but she doesn't know what it's like, what pain I'm in. How can I take her unsolicited advice on more neutrally and stop feeling so angry and upset? Ugh. Yes. I mean, I think we have all been in this situation, usually with guys, because guys are hardwired to solve problems, where we're literally just trying to vent, bitch about that coworker, complain about our sister, just rant. Just rant. When I rant, it's like I'm getting a massage. I'm like, oh yeah. Ooh, right there. It just feels good. And there's nothing more vexing when a guy's like, well, I don't know. Why did not you just go to HR? And you're like, no, I... Tyler, I'm not going to HR. I'm just, I'm expressing myself. Well, I don't know. Like, just cut Caitlyn off. She's making you crazy. T- Tyler, no, that's, oh, it makes you feel not heard, not understood, and like sort of minimize like you can't solve your own problems. And you know who does stuff like that all the time? Me, I do. Oh my God, I'm the worst. I am the worst. It is very difficult for me to switch out of what my mom calls YouTube voice. She's like, your voice literally changes when you like want to give somebody advice in real life, not on camera. And it's true. It's like it's pretty difficult to switch out of this mode. So I feel like Franny's question was kind of, (laughs) I feel attacked, but in a way that I need to be attacked. You know, I need to know from the other side, like, how does this make people feel? And I'm sure you guys have been on both sides of this. You've probably gotten a lot of unsolicited advice when you were just trying to vent. Or even when you did maybe want some help in a category, it just came in a package that was really tough to swallow. There was no spoonful of sugar to make that medicine go down. And I'm sure you've been on the other side, where you have had a friend who bitches and bitches and bitches about something, whether they can't find a boyfriend, they can't advance in their job, oh, I feel so fat. And they are literally the architect of their own misfortune. There is actually very few other outside influences. It's them. And you just want to tear your hair out. Now, on one hand, I believe that we are all at the age where we don't have time for the bullshit. Right? And you might be thinking, well, I'm I'm 21 and Shaolin, you're in your 30s. Exactly. Every age is the age where we don't have time for bullshit. What year of your life is the year you're okay wasting? What year is that? Is it 23? That's just a fucking throwaway, awful year where I incinerated all these relationships. I blew all these promotions. I gained 15 pounds. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Do you want to do it at 35? Do you want to do it at 45? There is no year of your life you want to give up to victimhood and bad decisions, right? And I tell this to my friends now, like, because I'm Captain Tough Love. And I'm like, look, let's say it's about dating. We're all dating with intention now. We want to find somebody. I mean, my friends want kids. I don't. But I still don't want to roam the earth alone like a wildebeest. Ugh, even they travel in packs. What am I talking about? What, what, what roams the earth alone? Oh, Shallon Lester. That's fine. I'm like, look, we're dating with intention. Do you really want to be yay-said? And just have people blow smoke at you. Oh, you're right, girl. Call him 15 times. Yes. Sleep with him on the first date. Yes, queen slay. No, I don't. If I chronically want a specific outcome in one category of my life, and as it turns out, I'm the person preventing that outcome, which, spoiler alert, we almost always are the person doing it, I would like someone to tell me, is it going to be painful? (laughs) Yeah. Is it gonna suck? Oh my God, of course, of course. Any process of refinement is like grating. Think about filing your nails. Think about refining your nail. You take something that's jagged and cracked and hey, if you don't take care of it, it's the whole thing's gonna crack and you're sanding it down, <laughs> back and forth. It's like a horrible process. My dog, Cowboy, I don't know if he can like hear on some sort of supernatural level, but if I even pull out my nail file, he loses his mind, loses it. Forget about it if I actually start filing my nail. And it's like, quiet, I'm not using a chainsaw. Can't handle it, but I digress. Again, even the process of filing our nails is like jarring and it's, it's kind of violent and you know, it's aggressive, but we gotta do it because it actually leads to something smoother in the long run. Our emotions, our behaviors, same thing. Feedback isn't fun. If it was fun, I mean, it wouldn't be called feedback it would be called a compliment. Feedback, by its definition, sucks. It sucks. So how can we accept it with a little bit more grace and a little bit less defensiveness? Well, we've talked before in videos about, you know, feedback. And I think two things kind of have to be at play, right? First of all, the person has to know you. And this sounds basic, but like, look at the feedback we get on the internet. Maybe you don't. I obviously get a ton. Where people are like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. And it's like, you don't even know me. I don't crave your validation. I have no idea who you are. Are you someone I would respect? Then why, why would I even care what you think, right? You might wear socks with sandals. You might clap when a plane lands. You might not be someone who I even want a good opinion of. No. So they need to know you. They've got to have some skin in this game, right? And number two, they have to know what they're talking about. Do you want sex advice from a nun? Me neither. Do you want career advice from someone who's still in college? Probably not. Not that their observations are completely 100% invalid. It is true that we don't always have to walk a mile in someone's shoes in order to see the obvious. Very often, a neutrality can give us a whole different perspective, but Again, you don't want sex advice from a nun. So it really is helpful if someone like, if someone's giving you, say, diet advice, are they obese? Well, okay then, <laughs> you know? So maybe they do have to qualify a little bit, but let's say the people you're getting feedback from do. Like they hit both of those marks. They're your friends. And like, yeah, they've done the dating thing. They are working hard at their career. They've got, you know, their health is a priority, you know? so. How can we accept that a little bit better? Well, let's go back to Franny's situation. Like I said, as someone who has a tendency to give tough love advice myself, it's good for me to take a step back and hear your guys' side of things. I can be really blunt with the people I love. But that's the key word, people I love. With people I don't really care about, I mean, I'll just nod and smile. Oh, okay, yeah, you want to ruin your life? Literally, who cares? Not me, I don't care, whatever. But when it's people I truly care for and like ride hard for, I become super fevered with trying to help them be their best self because that is how I will see them. Incredible, complex, strong, smart, lovable, capable, all of these things. So when I see a friend being less than her best and floundering about it, a.k.a. complaining, a.k.a. playing a card as a reason not to be their best self, I mean, yeah, I take a pretty tough love approach also. And I say that because I believe that's where your friend is coming from. I do. If she didn't think you were a really awesome, magical person, I don't think she would have phrased her advice as, quote, things you've missed out on. She wouldn't view your life as full of opportunity and potential to be missed out on in the first place. She would look at you as ah, mediocre and like kind of deserving to be in that mediocre place. So the very words she's using prove to me how much she really does care about you. So I think if you can try to accept that as like a hard set in stone truth, she loves you, truly, she wants the best for you. Then hopefully her words will feel like less of an attack and more of her just really, really wanting you to feel your absolute best. And also, look, it's a human truth that the things that can get under our skin, sometimes, not, not always, but sometimes, they get under the skin because they might just be a little bit true. I talked to you guys before about, when we were talking about like weight loss and body image, when people call me stupid or ugly, on the internet, I'm like, (laughs) okay, I don't think I'm stupid. And I don't think I'm ugly. Someone calls me fat. Well, that I remember because I inherently do think I'm fat. I've always struggled with my body image, you know? So that gets under my skin. Is that true? Am I fat? Have I ever been like fat, fat, fat? That's almost irrelevant. Like the actual empirical facts of something don't even matter. It's, I perceive that to be the truth. So I think, Franny, with this, with this situation where you're getting really gassed up about this, like that you pulled this one phrase out of what she said, you've missed out on things because of fear. And basically you're limiting yourself. I wonder if that is something you either inherently on some level believe or know to be true. Or if you've heard before from other people somehow. It's not maybe not in this category, but in some other times in your life, maybe when you were a kid and you didn't want to go off the high diving board and you were like, fuck, I'm just a big scaredy cat. You know, maybe this has come up before, but I think there is something about that phrase, about that, you know, quote unquote truth that is ringing to you as valid. And therefore it's really ruffling your feathers. So what you got to do is get curious and not furious this is our challenge as humans this is our life's work is to pull back from our own emotions our own defensiveness because remember sometimes defensiveness is our ego putting up a boundary oh no 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 no. we're not uh we're not gonna look at that no um because i don't i don't want to face what might be the truth because then that could reflect badly on me if you guys follow me on instagram you might see what i posted today about this truly unconscionable school shooting in Texas. I mean, it's just, I think we're all at this point numb to these kinds of things, which is the most horrifying part at all, is that we've almost failed to become horrified anymore. Cause it's like, well, of course, this is what happens. This is where the world is. But I was saying that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around like, oh, the answer is more guns. And I follow a lot of different political accounts, conservative, liberal, everything in between. And the conservatives are like, guns for everybody. I love guns, I live in Montana, I have many of them. Arming children and arming teachers, I don't believe is the answer. Fucking parenting is the answer. These freak shows turn out like this because parents aren't doing their job. And I get people are overworked and they're stressed. I get that, I'm not saying they have a perfect circumstance, but tough shit, this is what you signed up for. And if you slack on it, you're releasing monsters into the world. And I look at my friends who have kids, and the vast majority have, are great kids, and you know my friends are great parents, but there are some that aren't. There are some that I am looking at them and being like, you are going to have a mess on your hands in five years. You're going to have a real problem when that kid hits high school. You're going to have an extremely maladjusted child. And they won't take any feedback for this. They get so defensive. You don't know what it's like, Shallon. I don't have to know what it's like to be a parent to know that there's a poor outcome. I don't have to be a chef to smell that something's burning. And they won't look at the truth about where their child is headed because of their own ego, because of their own defensiveness. Because then that means they failed. It's not about you. It's about the child. So how does this relate to Franny's issue? Okay. Instead of being like, Franny's got a child that she's dealing with, Franny's got a life unlived she's dealing with let's say right she's got potential that's being wasted opportunities that are, that are being missed that's what we're going to call the child here so we can template that exact same thing it's not about you franny it's about this other thing it's about the creation and for the parents it's a child it's a very literal creation they birthed it they had sex a baby came out it was wild for you it's a bit more amorphous it's the potential So if Franny can take a step back and be like, it's not about me. It's not about me and my ego. and I'm so upset. Even though that's natural and we understand it, for sure we understand that reaction. What if we could say, I'm going to look at this almost like a parenting thing. I am parenting the outcomes of my life. I am parenting my future. I am shaping it. I am growing it. And holy shit, no one is going to be around to blame but me if it turns out to be monstrous. Because, yeah, just like a parent who's overworked and parks their kid in front of an iPad, there's reasons why you understand why. Franny might have reasons why she's not going for things. But at some point, how do you differentiate where the reality of capabilities end? I just can't spend eight hours a day with my kid. I just can't train for that marathon because of my health issue. But then where also begins this sector that is excuses. That is laziness. That is victimhood. Now look, none of us want to feel like a lazy, excuse-filled victim. We don't. We don't want to fundamentally think of ourselves that way. Okay, girl, then don't. You know what the way out of this is? It's not denial. It's not defensiveness. The way forward is leaning into this. The obstacle is the way. If you can say, I'm not going to be this bullshit person parenting my future, parenting this child, parenting this dog, whatever, I'm not going to be full of excuses. I'm not going to be lazy. No one is ever going to accuse me of that. Not because I am refusing to hear it, but because it's simply not going to be true. I'm gonna try my absolute best. I'm gonna do everything that I can. Because when we really are trying our best and when we're getting curious and not furious and really walking in the light of the truth of, how much am I contributing to these outcomes? Whether it's a crappy child or a crappy future. Really, what am I doing? When we can do that, then you know what? When people give us feedback, we're honestly ironically so much less defensive you would think that like well if we're doing everything we can and people are still like hey you should be doing x y and z that that's just going to make us go into like nuclear anger explosion mode i found it kind of doesn't it kind of doesn't like okay i've been working really hard to lose weight i'm down like almost 40 pounds now which is like bananas because i'm not ultra thin that makes me think wow i was kind of a chunky monkey before but whatever And all I do working out-wise is Pilates. And do you know how many people have said to me, oh, well, you should start training for a Spartan race. Oh, you need to start lifting really heavy. Oh, you need to do cross. Why don't you do this? Feedback, 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 feedback. Maybe because I'm focused more now on my body and, you know, people like, oh, she can meet this challenge. She can meet another. And if I was still fat, I would hear that and I would become so incredibly defensive. I would be so butthurt. I would be, oh, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> defensive and butthurt. That pretty much covers it. Because I would know, how dare these people tell me what to do? I'm not doing anything. So anything they suggest is overwhelming to me because I'm not used to doing anything at all. But now, because my body's in order and I'm super devoted to Pilates, even though, like, I'm not getting all ripped up, you know, it's easy for me. For, for some people, I they find it challenging. I find, like, running unbearable, but... Because I have something that works for me and because I am working to the best of my abilities given my schedule, given my energy level, I'm like, oh, thanks for the suggestion. There's actually a reason I choose Pilates. It's good for my back. It helps me post-surgery. It helps me feel taller. But like, thank you. Thanks for that feedback. I'm going to politely discard it and it's going to roll off my back. I'm not taking it some type of way. But that's only because I'm working on myself. It's weird how that happens. Again, like we would think if we're doing the best we can and we hear someone say, you're not good enough, we get really defensive. And look, some people are like that, but I don't believe we are that way. I think we're much more high level cognitive because doing your best means you realize your limitations. You realize your abilities and you have purposely relinquished some things and pulled in others. If you are a single mom, and you're working two jobs, and you're like, you know what, making breakfast for my daughter is all that I can do. That's all I can do right now. So thank you for saying I should spend every other day homeschooling her. That's not realistic. I know what I can do. I know the amount of money I have. I know the schedule I have. This is where we're at. Thanks, move along. But if you're not really doing anything, if you're completely in denial, you have what Dr. Phil calls, and he's a genius, an emotional sunburn, a psychological sunburn, where every touch, ah, wow, right? You have a sunburn, something that is supposed to feel fairly normal hurts. And I think that's correlated when we're not really doing anything with ourselves and our lives. Another truth is that when we're dealing with something that either we refuse to acknowledge, like our weight, or we don't know who to blame, like not meeting the love of our life, we have this like sort of anger with no place to go. You know, it's just swirling around inside of us. And boy, oh boy, are we delighted when we can find a target in the form of that friend offering the advice I mean, now I've got someone to be mad at. Do you you know what she said to me? She was, like, literally so insulting. She's like, hey, like, maybe don't order the queso if you're trying to get skinny for summer. Can you believe her? Right? It feels great. I've been dealing with a friend, a wonderful friend, a wonderful, lovable, amazing, magical friend who can't meet a dude. She can't meet a dude. And uh, it's like her own fault. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is. And I've been trying to give her gentle feedback because she complains about it constantly, constantly. And she wants like literally five children. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, like, you know, you're 39. Like you kind of got to get a move on here. And don't you want relevant feedback? Do you really want to keep being yay-said? And the answer seems to be yes. Yes, she does just want to keep being yay-said and patted on the head. And you're right, men are trash. Like, okay, yeah, men are trash. We all know that. But some of them are good out there. And maybe you're trash. Like, she's not a trash person, but her behaviors are trash. Therefore, I don't know what to tell her at this point. Because every time I try to give her any sort of feedback, and not to be a douche, but like, I kind of do this for a living. So maybe my feedback would be, a little bit relevant? I don't know. You know what she says? You're making me feel so bad about myself. Well, now I just feel awful about myself. Well, (laughs) you just make me feel terrible. And finally, I said, you are responsible for your own feelings. Okay. That you are responsible actually for almost all of the outcomes in your life. You're not responsible for another car hitting you at an intersection. You are responsible for what you say on a date. And how you approach a dude on Tinder. You're 100% responsible for that shit. So spare me this. You don't get to choose something and then be shocked, shocked at the outcome. You want the power over the behavior? Guess what, baby girl? You have to be responsible for the outcome. You choose a behavior, you choose an outcome. And I finally, I summed it all up. And she was like, I thought her, like, ears were going to bleed. She was not enjoying this at all. I said, then if you won't take any feedback... And you claim that you want this outcome, you want to meet a guy, you want to have kids, but you won't hear any other methods of how to execute this. Stop bringing it up. Stop bringing it up. We are all so sick of it. And she, she started to cry. It was not great. And I, I felt bad, but I'm like, that is the truth though. Like, What do you want? Do you want a completely delusional experience in your life where you just want to be the victim or do you actually want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And right to her is men are trash. They always cheat. I hate them. Okay, well, keep creating that outcome through your behaviors, through your manifestation. Just keep fucking going. Or do you want to be happy? She made her choice. She wants to be right. And so I have washed my hands of this issue. And believe me, it is so hard. It is so hard. You know, I know you guys are advice givers too. You know, you're the keepers of those emotional flames. You are here on this podcast and on my channel because you want to make yourself better. And when we're making ourselves better, we want to make other people better. Oh my God, look what I've learned. Yes, let's do all this together. This is incredible. You can't save everyone. You can't. People truly have to be ready to hear a message, right? And if you are in the position that my friend was in or that Franny was in, I actually don't think Franny's in this position because she's like, there is some truth to what my friend was saying. But look, I have had friends come to me. No, it wasn't friends. It was my mother. (laughs) It was my mom being like, can I give you some feedback on your career? And I've looked at her in the eye and said, no, not right now. I I love you, and I know you have good ideas, and I know they come from a place of love, but I also am self-aware enough to know I am not ready to hear it. I am burnt out. I am already feeling like such a goddamn failure every second of every day. I spiral myself to sleep every night about all the things I could have done and failed at. Yay! Look at me. I'm an asshole. I cannot hear any feedback right now. I'm simply closed for feedback. I'll let you know when the park's back open. Come on in. And I would. I would go back to her a few days, a few weeks later and be like, I'm in a better place. I would like to hear your suggestions. We can speak that truth. If that's where we're at, sit down and say, you know what, girl, I just need to vent. I just need to vent. But also, if this is par for the course, if this is something you vent about and bitch about all the time, people are going to kind of reach their limit. One of my friends is in a really, really bad marriage. I mean, to me, it is so incredibly obvious that he's cheating on her. And, like, I believe he's, like, rubbing her nose in it. And she will not hear a bad word about him. She just won't. He's ruining their two daughters. Their... The whole house is a nightmare. And... These are like my friends, like way back in California, who I've known for a long time, like before she even met this guy. And it's, it's just painful because like, I know who she is at her core. And I said to her the other day, Annie, do you want us all to collectively pretend that you're in a healthy marriage? Or do you want us to tell you the truth as we see it? And you know what? No, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but we know what goes on behind open doors that we see. And I don't see very many marriages that are awful on the surface, but like actually amazing. Uh, Yeah, no, things are actually great. Very few positive situations present as really toxic ones. Usually it's the opposite and you're not even there. So do you want us to shoot you straight or do you want us to lie to you? Because that's the point everybody's at. We don't know what to say to you anymore. And if you are truly not ready to hear this, I am happy to play along. But you got to know, that actually is what everyone's doing. We're playing along. Because again, man, are we not all at the point in life where we just want to get better? And she's like, no, 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 no. I I do, I do want to, I do want to hear the truth. I wanna hear the truth. I said, okay, but then we can't be the bad guys. We've known you since college. Like, we can't be the ones you throw under the bus when you just don't feel like hearing the message. If you want to hear it, you gotta take it. You got to not vilify us and shoot the messenger. So that turned out a little bit better. I mean, she's still with this bag of shit. I'll keep you posted. But I mean, maybe that's the move. If you're on the flip side of Franny's situation, if you're the friend, sit someone down and be like, what do you do? You want to know, do, are you truly ready for a change in your life? And hey, change isn't, I'm going to change all the men out there. I'm going to change all the restaurants that serve healthier food. I'm going to change all the bosses. Does that sound realistic? No. You're going to have to change yourself. That's what that means. It sucks. It's a refinement. It's gritty. It's embarrassing. It is the vanquishing of denial and ego. Maybe they're ready for it. Maybe they're not. And maybe give them a few days to think on it. Be like, hey, sit on it. See how you feel. If you're not ready, that's okay. But if you are, like, let's dig in and do this. So again, the bottom line is, Feedback is never going to be like the highlight of your day. Wee! This is so much fun. I could get this all the time. It's probably never going to feel like that. But again, if we can practice walking in the light of the truth, being really real with ourselves. Hey, that guy stopped talking to me because I fucked him on the first date. That's why. Okay? It's not because he's scared of love. Nope. It's because I put out and men are hunters and the hunt was over and he's moving on. Got it. If we can practice doing that hard shit alone in our own cave of like, oh, humiliation and oh my God, I'm such a clown. Wouldn't you rather do that alone than a brunch? I mean, I would. I would rather have these realizations like in the bathtub, like shaking and rocking and crying at my own like garbage behavior than do it in front of other people. So I try to do that. You know, I really, really try to get as close as I can to those truths so then when someone else suggests them, it isn't this nuclear bomb of, I do what? It doesn't hurt as bad. The impact isn't nearly as gnarly. And I might have already reasoned through things. Okay. Like I fucked him on the first date, but he is also kind of a garbage person because there's a lot more to me than just a vagina. And I'm sorry he couldn't see that. Okay. So when people offer you feedback, yeah, I know I slept with them too soon, but I also know that there's more to me than just sex. And I really do believe a quality man would kinda know that. But in the future, I'm not gonna sleep with someone ASAP, but I'm also not gonna reduce myself and say, well, that's the only gift I have to give. You see the difference? And that starts inside. It starts with the self-feedback. You are 100 million percent strong enough to do that, you are. 100% you are. What do you think you're going to do? Stay in that bath rocking and crying forever? No. You're going to be like, ugh, gross barf. That was gross. But life is gross and barfy sometimes. And then I go through the gross barfiness to get to this place of, okay. Okay, now I got a plan. Okay. I feel better. Okay, fine. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. You can get to that place. I believe in you. If you like this podcast, Shalligators, share it, rate it, review it, scream it from the rooftops. And like I said, come with me to Paris. I would love to have you along for the ride. It is going to be so much fun. We're actually embarking on a Shalligator getaway this Saturday. The Costa Rica trip is kicking off. That's going to be so much fun. Follow along on my Instagram at ShallanXO and get the scoop on what a Shalligator getaway is all about. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.